at any moment we have every single running back in that room, including our fullbacks, are able to make big plays and make a, a real big impact on this offense. And you just can't do anything but get excited for the opportunity that we have in front of us. After, you know, three years with the same coach and learning a lot and feeling like you're, you know, you're becoming a better player. And then you get another perspective to add on top of that. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does change your game. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast, episode 157, and we are in the thick of training camp. And guys, Saturday, we let fans back in the building. I'm here with Gabe Henderson and producer Jay Nelson. And what were your like feeling, I guess you could say, Gabe, when you saw the fans back in there? Because for me, it was just a whole new experience. Yeah, it was definitely uh, an experience, to say the least. Just having fans here kind of made football season hit for me. Um, Friday when we had the U.S. Bank Stadium practice, that's when I felt like that was the first day of camp of like, oh, shoot, football is back. So it kind of prepared me for that next day when we were like, all right, fans are going to be back. We kind of got a a taste of what football season is going to be like. So it was it was a little overwhelming. But at the same time, it was just a lot of fun just to be a part of because it's kind of what we do for a living. I mean, we were in a a darker room in in the Minnesota Vikings podcast studio um, just talking football. So the fact we can get out and like see fans and like see some of that work come to the light, I'm like excited. But at the same time, it's like, oh, dude, we're in camp mode. Like, I don't even know what day it is. I'm not even going to lie to you. No, I, that, that goes out the window. Yeah, I, after, I after like day three, cool. I was like, ah, I've been thinking I, it's I Thursday for like three days. <sighs> Thursday, man, you're in a better mood than I am. Well, that's just probably because <laughs> I want the weekend to be here. But then I'm like, what's a weekend during camp, right? Yeah, exactly. As so. fans walking in the door is always the, the cold reality slap. Uh, yeah. Just for the season being here, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, the... Hall of Fame games about to kick in, and that's when you when you are working on stuff for camp or for the stadium or whatever, and you look on that TV late at night and you see an actual game going on. You know, a week before yours is, that's the reality of here we go. We're, that's we're Thursday, sure. right? That's tomorrow. Friday, right? Friday, Thursday. 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 Oh my gosh! Wow, we don't even know what's going on. What is today? Well, that's the thing is that it moved because it used to be they would do the ceremony and then they'd have to hurry up and try to get the field ready within less than 24 hours, more like 18 hours in order to play a game. And now they switched it, which rightfully so. It's a smart way to do it. Mm-hmm. I just remember all those years going to Canton to see players going in and then seeing just the fact that they have to literally tear down an entire stage and hundreds of chairs and try to get a field ready with paint and everything else. It got to the, the point a couple of years ago where you know teams just refused to play because there was still wet paint on the field and they're like, we don't want to hurt our players. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's smart, smart on their end to to pivot and do that. But for me, that has always been the reality of yeah, football is here officially because there's a game going on on mm-hmm. a field that is a sanctioned preseason game. And you know, we're at the point now where what ten days away from yeah, we're very the first close Vikings to our... game. So crazy. Here we go. Yeah, and that's going to be an exciting one with the Raiders in tow. And you know, yesterday I talked to Albert Breer and we were talking about the quarterback situation. And he's like, you know, I feel like what the Vikings are doing here is similar to what the Raiders are doing, where you have this veteran who is only going to help you build the pieces around you. And that's what they're building in with these younger guys, getting the right guys around Kirk to really help him succeed. Whether or not that's the long term solution, they're not really quite sure. But that was the goal this season. Would you agree with Albert's assessment, Gabe? Yeah. um, And Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Dofomensa made it clear that they wanted to see how will this thing work with Kirk and we'll put him on a, a one-year extension and if it works, great. We'll continue to, to build on that. If, if it doesn't, we'll see how we can continue to improve, whether that's with or without Kirk. So um, this offense goes as far as Kirk takes us and that's something that 
the pressure hasn't been on Kirk as much to do so. So Kirk is up for the challenge, but he understands if you just look at some of the previous history last year, if you're going to be a quarterback in this style of offense, the pressure, all the praise is going to be on you and you will take us and guide us as far as you want to. So, yeah, I feel yeah. like he looks comfortable out there, especially like with his teammates. I think a lot of observations like sometimes I'm looking obviously like at what's going on in the field but a lot of times I'm like trying to watch side interactions like seeing how these coaches are coaching up the players watching the players interact with each other I've just really seen something from Kirk that he is lifting up his teammates he's seeking out the receivers like hey man I I saw you wide open there like let's talk about you know what we should do next time um, I, I saw him like yeah like, I saw him lift up Jalen Naylor too which I thought was yeah. really cool he like sought him out and really like praised him for what he did right and I think like it feels like he's taking on a different responsibility yeah I wouldn't even say it's the dad role but it's <laughs> it's more so of him saying he wants to be intentional about being a leader and being a better teammate. Mm -hmm. Kirk is already a great teammate, but to be a, a really good quarterback and to build your trust with your players, you really have to go above and beyond to make sure your guys are good. And I think part of it too with him is we're lucky in the sense that he is a vet who's seen it multiple times. We've seen him have to do multiple systems every year with the new you know offensive coordinator walking in the door, even pushing back to Washington, similar deal where there's just a lot of churn, a lot of turnover. Now he's got a head coach who's a former quarterback who can speak quarterback and can kind of tell him, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I know works. And it sounds like from other reports and everything, like he's been working really hard to, you know, be able to do what Kevin's looking for. Kevin's saying, I want X, Y, and Z. And he's kind of saying, well, you know, this is what I'm comfortable. And it's like, no, let's do this X, Y, and Z. And you got new, new people walking in the door, new system, new ideas. And I think for him, the growth of that is great. But the fact that he's a vet who's seen it multiple times now, he can handle that. And knowing that he's got some of these younger guys that, yeah, you're looking up to this guy because he's the one going to run this offense. The fact that he's seen it over and over again on different levels, I think, is actually a benefit. We're starting to unfortunately hit the time of camp where injuries become a factor, right? And I know it wasn't the best news that came out this week with Irv Smith getting thumb surgery, but... You know, I think to keep up with this like positive mentality from the staff that we've been getting, they're positive that he'll be back by week one. So this is a really big time for that tight ends room to step up in his absence. I mean, similarly, I guess you could say to what happened last season, just yeah. in this short time until the, you know. Tyler Conklin is a yeah. prime example of a guy who stepped up in practice the past few days. I've seen Zach Davison make some big plays. I've seen Nick Muse. He's a seventh rounder. I'm sure he wasn't expecting to get reps with the twos as a seventh rounder a few months ago. Of course, that was probably his dream and, of course, his goal. But to actually have that opportunity now, you have to make the most of it. And this is an offense where if you just look at back at look back at the Rams offense last year, Tyler Higby, their starting tight end, got hurt. So a lot of guys had to come in and step up and Johnny play. Johnny Munt. Johnny Munt He's played. Johnny Vikings, Munt is here yeah. now. Yep. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be opportunities for these guys to go in there and make plays. I think as long as they are serviceable, I'm not sure if that's a great word, but as long as they're serviceable, <laughs> I believe this offense can still do what it needs to do. Smith Jr. just puts it over the top. Yeah. So hopefully somebody else can come in there and make a play. But Zach Davison, I really like what I've seen from him. And he's 6'7". He's really popped this camp. He's six for seven, so you can just throw the ball up. Maybe that's why. Nobody, Maybe yeah. I've just seen because he like hands his yeah, heads and shoulders and stuff, right? Well, that's the thing with him is, you know, he was kind of touted as the guy last year saying he's raw, but he's somebody that get him in the system for a little bit and he's going to be able to potentially take that next jump. Now's your opportunity. I mean, the fact that Irv was out last season, like you said, Conklin jumps in. Now you got a situation here for camp. 
Irv's not taking any more reps for the rest of camp. So all of these guys are going to have to step in and make sure that they make the most of their opportunity. If you're a seventh round guy and you realize you're getting runs with the twos, that is a huge opportunity for him to to showcase the fact that even if they get to a point depth wise, they're going to have to look at this and say, you know, Irv got hurt last year. He's already got hurt in camp this year. Is this something that that we're going to have to be concerned about. Maybe they keep an extra guy, whether it's practice squad or whatever, to, for that position. But all of those guys now have to be, you know, just hungry as, as hell just to make sure that they're getting their reps and doing what they can to put some good tape out there and stay on this roster. Well, and Zach's a guy that's been here this whole entire offseason. I mean, not every player stays in Minnesota. They have their own training. They have what they do outside of it and things like that. So, you know, He's been in this building. He's been around here. We've seen him working with coaches and being with this new staff. And so this could be a really good time for him just because of the knowledge that he's gained this season. And I, I think I saw on Twitter somewhere, I was like, do we vote Zach Davidson as the backup this punter? year's KJ, <laughs> this year's KJ Osborne, where, you know, didn't really have a very large sample size of snaps and, and plays there in the first year. And then the second year, I mean, we all saw what happened that's a, i mean i was like oh that's kind of interesting sometimes twitter's good yeah twitter twitter can be great for hypotheticals right <laughs> and i think that's a fair hypothetical though sure. you, you really want to see if he can make another step you see the potential you've seen the work at least for us that have been here uji eric davison who's in the podcast room producing thank you for your work but we've all seen him put in that work and figure it out and try to understand what this new offense will look like a lot of guys i mean him and lewis seen are two guys that stand out to me that have really put in the time this offseason and didn't go home over the break um lewis didn't cut his hair like zach did but zach is one of those guys that's i hope he never does i, I kind of want to see what it, what his hair looks like without know. it i don't know but um zach davidson the haircut when i asked him earlier this year like why did you get the haircut he said he just wants a fresh start so maybe that fresh start maybe so. is this maybe getting some extra plays being seen being um a guy that coaches can depend on in situations where they need to just pull some, hey, we need somebody that can come in on third down. So there's a lot of opportunity there for him, and he's going to have between now and the end of preseason to to see if he's really meant to be. I guess maybe here's the thing for the rest of camp. Maybe when we do a show like this, who's the camp king? Mm-hmm. Who's the person that really camp jumps king. out okay. during camp and is somebody that you just feel like has completely nailed their their name to the, the plaque here saying, like, we are, I am on this team. Like, this I like is, an this improvisational game. There you Does go. Does it just have to be a player? This is absolutely no, no okay. preparation for everyone that sure. knows. We can just say, like, whoever. This is but that's fun. the thing. Like, like who, who is the standout? Hmm. You know, there's, I guess one of the things that, that some of us used to do behind the scenes, too, was you'd, you'd have the roster and you just sit there and look at it and say, you know, who are guys that have elevated themselves to somebody that you say they cannot not be on this roster you know this is somebody that has to make this team it's got to be super difficult there's all these different decisions you've got you know the financial implications you've got depth implications you've got you know personnel implications just in that you're trying to sit there and say like who do we want for now who do we want for long term what are our plans and goals there's usually at least two or three that really jump out and you say this guy had a crazy camp Last year, it was Conklin. Yeah. was that guy that really it jumped out. It was Conklin. So I guess moving forward for the next couple of weeks, figure out who's the camp king, who who made them. Are we talking about someone who like isn't necessarily a sure bet for this roster? That's one that I always that that that's where the I guess the discussion always came on our part was saying like, here's somebody that was maybe a bubble person or somebody that was maybe a kind of a tweener, like maybe they're going to make it or not. And they just jumped out and had a crazy camp to solidify their spot on this roster. 
and and a role on this team. You know, um, something we haven't talked about yet, but Jared Allen being named to the Ring of Honor, one of the things that he was really talking about in that piece was saying, you've got three weeks to either supplant a veteran and solidify your start your starting role, or find your role and do your role for the season. And that's kind of the thing is that this is where people are are trying to make a name for themselves, trying to get a starting spot, but you've only got 22 starters that are going to be consistently there. Everybody else has to find the role. And that's where I'm just thinking, like, who's going to be that person? Is there anyone so far for the two of you that stood out in, in, in camp besides uh, Zach Davidson? That is not a starter or just anyone? Just anyone. I've, I've got one. Um, and maybe maybe it's not someone who's like really working super hard to make the roster, but, but but in a sense, probably so because the wide receiver room is so stacked. But Albert Wilson has really impressed me this camp. I think he's made some really impressive catches. I think he's his ability to get to the ball has been something that stuck out to me so far. And I know that this guy is technically a veteran, so he has you know a lot of experience in this league. But he, I still feel like he is fighting for a spot because you don't really hear too much talk about him. You know, you hear about Jalen Naylor, the draft pick. You hear about Amir in his second year, and you hear about the top three guys, right? KJ, Adam, and JJ. I think when you when you talk about how many receivers you're going to keep on this roster, it's a very interesting conversation. And I think Albert's a guy that, I mean, he really has stuck out to me in practice, despite being in a crowded, very talented room. That is, that's a really good point. Um, that is a crowded room, and Keenan McCardell is going to yeah. have his hands Tough full. Tough job, man. Trying to, but that's the job that he wants. <laughs> yeah. Every he said, every all these coaches said every year, make my job hard when it comes to cut that's day. That's true. If I had to f- single out a player, I'll probably single out two: um, Cam Dansler and Andrew Booth Jr. Both of those guys have taken a step in their in their game. We we all know that Cam can continue to grow. We've seen him take leaps and bounds every other year, but just seeing his elevation this year versus the beginning of last year. That's been fun to see, but I think a lot of that elevation in his game has to do with a guy in Andrew Booth right behind him. Andrew Booth comes in with like energy and uh, as a, as I mean, a, he's a he's a talker, isn't he? He's a, but he loves the <laughs> game and watch. I feel like it comes from a good place because when you see him talking trash to Amir Smith-Marset and then calling JJ out in one-on-ones, if you're Camp Dantzler, it's like, dude, I'm I'm going to do the same thing too. So their competition level has raised each other's game. And I think, you know, just coming out of training camp this year, both of those guys can stay healthy. I think we have a really good cornerback um, rotation because Patrick Peterson, he's going to be the cornerback on the other side of the ball. Now it's who's going to be the – is it going to be Cam Dancer or Andrew Booth Jr.? But the fact that you really can't make a decision right now, I think that's a really good problem to have if you're a coach. It's really exciting to me to think about the fact of having a depth corner issue at this point, just having multiple people, you know, for so long, we've, we've been kind of gritting our teeth saying, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. You still don't want people getting hurt, but it means that the fact that you do have multiple people pushing for a position, there are multiple positions. That's amazing. Yeah. That's going to be something that's going to be a lot of fun to watch because even throughout the season, craziness happens or maybe certain people work in certain situations better. Having a depth is a depth issue is a good problem to have. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I guess I misunderstood the rules. I don't think I would have picked Albert if it was somebody that no, like, we want to see like really pop. Because when they put the pads on, I mean, Harrison Phillips just did it for me the other day. I was like, wow, like this guy. You needed to up your 
run stopping ability. And like this guy is a tank. Like he's out there alongside Dalvin. And I think he kind of brings Dalvin's personality out a little bit too. Chris Rumpf, I remember talking to him after OTA practice and he said, those two guys are the same two people. They both tore both of their ACLs. They were both uh, national championship wrestlers. They both got married or engaged in the same oh, yeah. month. So they have a lot in common. They have a lot in common. They both like the same thing. So I, I think it was more of a, a, a marriage for them. That, oh, I mean, you like can a, have the same thing in common, but have different yeah. personalities. Oh, for sure. Right. So, like, like, it's really nice. I think even with those differences, right, as far as, like, personality-wise, mm-hmm. I think they have really honed in on, like, the things that they have together. It's like, sure. all right, well, you're really good at, with your hands. You're really good with your feet. So, I think that opposites attract, right? But I think in those uh, attractions of, of the opposites, you can find a, a common area of trying to be that Energizer Bunny for um, the ultimate goal. This team has worked really well in the past when we've had dynamic duos at different positions. So yeah. having those two guys together, J.J. Thielen, uh, you've now got Dalvin. Uh, whatever, but yeah. that's the thing. What everyone's looking at is saying Harrison Smith and and Scene. Hopefully for the future, you know, if Scene can really make that work. Um, but yeah, the backfield as well. You've got your Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. You've got dynamic duos on this team where. You just want to see them stay healthy, stay on the field, and make it make it work for the season. Jay, the Segway King. We've just crowned You're Camp welcome. Kings. Now we got the Segway King. No, I, so that, but in all seriousness, that is a great segue to our guest this week. I think um, we were all really excited to have Alexander Madison in the podcast room with us, entering a contract year, year four in the system. Loves it here, and you can just hear it in the way that he spoke to us earlier this week. So here is our interview with running back Alexander Madison. And joining us on this week's Minnesota Vikings podcast is running back Alexander Madison, the new number two. How's it feel to go from 22 to two? <laughs> uh, it feels good. You know, I started off my uh, my football career, my, you know, in, in life at, at the age of six. I, was, I started off with number two and wore that all the way through high school. And then that's when I doubled it up and went mm-hmm. to 22 uh, all the way through college. So, you know, two has always been right there close to my heart. And uh, for me to be able to be back in the number is pretty special and feels good. You know, four Dalvin Cook plus two equals six, six. which you know what that means. Yeah. Just saying, easy like, man. We gotta get it. We gotta get in the end zone this year. Where, exactly. where are you right now in life, man? Like we talk a lot of football, talk a lot of you know just off season training, but like mentally, physically, where are you? Oh man, I'm just uh, I'm blessed. Uh, you know, I wake up every day feeling that way, and I go about my my life that way. You know, I'm in a position where you know coming into this, uh, I'm going into you know year four in mm-hmm. the National Football League when you know the life expectancy of a running back was I think has been diminished a little bit down yeah. to like three, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know it's it's a it's a true blessing and to be doing it with the best running back room mm-hmm. in in the league. Uh, with CJ Ham and Ken A and the, and the new rookies in there too, um, all of us just being able to learn from a guy like Dalvin and put it all together is just it's a, it's a blessing in disguise. Uh, when you look at it in the way that that we do it, there's just so much in that room, yeah. and I'm just super blessed to be a part of that. And then you know, off the field, you know, I got got a little one on the way, oh, so I'm man. super excited about that. Um, and then you know, a girl, uh, right? Yeah, a little baby okay. girl on the oh, way, nice. and then just doing some big things, giving back to uh, the community with I am gifted. And uh, yeah, everything's just just going well. And I'm just super excited to just add on to that when we go get another ring. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to say, I'm going to pause the football talk for a second because I want to know, like, what are you most excited about being a father? Oh, man. 
it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm excited, I'm nervous. I'm, it's just like, I don't know what to be excited <laughs> about, but I think the number one thing is just seeing her for the first time and just knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, this is someone that their whole entire life depends on me. Oh, and, wow. yeah. and that extra motivation and that extra love that I probably don't even know that I'm able to give, yeah. when that comes out, I think is going to be the most special feeling. Do you feel That's like great. your mindset has changed a little bit knowing now that you're going to have a, a baby before the season starts? Do you feel like when you reset a couple of months ago to go home and relax, mm-hmm. like, do you feel like your process has changed? Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. It's, um, well, actually, yeah, a lot. I, I've, I've caught myself <laughs> like writing down stuff in my notebook every single day, like at the end of the day, just like reflected on my day mm-hmm. and just understanding, you know, what my, what the rest of my life is. Yeah. The rest of my life is providing. The rest of my life is loving and caring. The rest of my life is, is making sure that, uh, you know, my seed is, is yeah. okay and that will have a better childhood than I had, you know? So these type of things, these type of motivational things that I, I look at and reflect on and tell myself are like pushing me every single day. And, you know, I got, I got to excuse my language in my notebook sometimes <laughs> when I'm telling myself, you know, some of these things of, you know, finish and like just different type of different things that I have to uh, make sure I'm just continuously every day understanding what, you know, I can potentially set myself up for and my family for. Well, and year four is such a crucial year. You you go into this knowing you have a lot on the line. And, and even though you have proven yourself, there's even more to prove. How does that change your mindset knowing that? Um, that's actually one of the things that has helped me stay grounded, not putting too much pressure on myself, mm-hmm. not treating it like it's something different. Um, because even, although it is, although, although from the outside looking and it's structured that way, um, you know, I've kind of taught myself throughout this offseason to just do what I normally do, prepare for this season the same way I prepare for every season, because I do that in such a way that if I try and switch it now, you, you know, the, the outcome might, might not be what I want it to be. Yeah. So just Good understanding, point. correcting what I need to correct, um, improving on what I need to improve on, and then trying to go the, you know, the extra mile to do the little things that I want to work on and progress as a, as a person and as a, as a player, um, just naturally doing those things like I have done every off season going into the new uh, season is going to, you know, it's going to prove itself out there on the field. Man, with a new running back coach, I know the, the running back room stays the same, but with a new coach, how does that change the vibe or the energy? It can be a good or a bad thing, but I, the way the vibe that I've been getting from you mm-hmm. guys, like it's kind of been a good thing, even though Palomalu is a really good coach also. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. You know, love KP and, and love everything about, you know, what he's taught us, but it's always those new perspectives that you don't really know of Mm -hmm. um, until they're right in front of you that offer you a new insight on the game, that offer you a new insight on your game and how you do things and how you can change this and change this minor detail to make you a better player. And so to have that different perspective after, you know, three years with the same coach Mm -hmm. and learning a lot and learning a lot and and feeling like you're, you know, you're becoming a better player, you're becoming a better player. And then you get another perspective to add on top of that. Mm -hmm. And it it really does change your game. So I'm really grateful for uh, Mod and what he brings to the running back room and excited for you know even more to come because we're still learning does anything change now because like you know we've talked a little bit about it but even with this new regime this is a contract year for you so is that in the back of your mind when you're training or is you try to still take it of like you know i'm here to to come in and play it is a little bit more of a motivational um 
uh, piece. Um, I try not to use it as pressure, okay. but it is a little bit of motivation, especially when you got guys like Dalvin, who's, you know, pumping me up and telling me, <laughs> you know, you know, this is the year, this is the year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the, the big brother that he is to me. And, you know, he's been there, of course, and he's hit the, the payday and all of that's good. And it's, it's a blessing because, you know, that, you know, we obviously are motivated to provide for our families and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that just sits back there, sits back in the, in the, in the back as a little bit extra motivation. This offense excites fans, maybe a little bit more pass happy than it's been, but this running back room is one of the best in the league. You've seen the playbook. You're not going to tell us any secrets. I'm not asking for like any like insider info, but what can fans expect from you guys in this new offense? Oh man, strike the band. Just get, <laughs> get ready to strike the band. You know, <laughs> at any moment we have every single running back in that room including our fullbacks, are able to make big plays and make a, a, a real big impact on this offense. And you see the weapons that we have uh, lined up outside at receiver mm-hmm. and who our quarterback is and uh, the O-line up front. And you just can't do anything but get excited for the opportunity that we have in front of us. So, um, you know, in that running back room, we really just, you know, try to be the legs of this football team. And that's kind of how we we think, how we practice, how we operate every single day, you know, bringing that juice and bringing that energy and trying to make sure that we can be the legs of this team. Every team's going to go man to man at some point, like every defense. Right. But it's kind of disrespectful if they try to go to man to man on this offense with so many weapons. People talk about the wide, like you just said, we got Irv, the wide receivers, everything that's going on. Like you, you really can't stop one person. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that I'm still trying to figure out, like, <laughs> It, I don't know. It feels it feels surreal. It feels surreal when you look at the pieces we have together and the offense that we have, um, the scheme and, and overall everything that we're doing. And it just feels like it's right. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't you don't like to jinx things, but, you know, I'm just trying to get another piece of hardware Optimism. at the end of this. And, you know, that's what we're fighting for. That's what we're practicing for. And that's what we're coming together as a family, as a team for. So you always got to keep that positive energy on it. Yeah, well, we want to hear some of your positive thoughts on this defense because last year wasn't the year for them, right? But you've been kind of you've been going up against them. You've seen what they're bringing to the table, what Ed Donatel's been adding into this scheme, maybe changing up from a four three to a three four. What, in your eyes, have you seen as the defense's biggest improvement? Oh man, I mean, just when you when you take a step back, that, that's one of the things that's like, man, the the defense that we have is just is stacked, and those guys are awesome, and I think the confidence is there um, all around the board. You know, those guys coming back and not letting not letting some of the, the, the downfalls mm-hmm. uh, creep in and, and, and just kind of, you know, it's another day. It's a new day. It's a new rep. And that mentality on that defensive side is is really contagious. Um, just seeing how those guys pump each other up, how those guys work together is it's motivational. And I can tell you, you know, going against those guys, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a lot different this year. It's a lot harder. You know, Daniil's kind of grabbing at you every play. Mm-hmm. EK's just popping out of anywhere <laughs> and everywhere. And so, yeah, I'm super excited to see everything that they have worked for unfold. Have awesome. you have you set goals yet? Uh, I, know yeah. I know you're a journaler. Like yeah, you, you yeah. Write a lot. yeah, I do. I can't share too many of them because, okay. you know, I got to I get it. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, got to lock in on them. But, you know, yeah, some goals um, definitely, you know, big picture goal is I, I want to be able to make a Pro Bowl. Mm. Um, me and Dalvin have talked about it for the past two seasons of uh, trying to be the first duo to do that. So that's a big goal that we have. Great. And, you know, what better way to do that, you mm-hmm. know, than coming in and uh, new offense and everyone clicking and, and trying to get that done. It's doable. Yeah. I feel like oh, it's doable. Right? Sure. There's so many sure. weapons. I mean, and you, Dalvin, 
I just feel like you guys complement each other so well. What we can like, honestly, you can put both of you guys on the field at the same time and still be effective. So the fact that you guys have set that goal together, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. For How sure. do you guys complement each other outside of being on the field? Like in mm-hmm. just like regular everyday life? Oh man. That's my brother. He's, uh, you know, he's, it's, it's crazy because people kind of like are shocked at like how our relationship is. And they're like, you wouldn't think that. You're not supposed to be that close. Yeah, Yeah. that we'd be that close. But I mean, you know, just even on the ride here in the morning, you know, him just, you know, it's a 30 second drive from the (laughs) hotel. You could walk if it wasn't so hot, right? uh, You know, he caught a ride with me because he caught a flat uh, tire and, you know, we're able to just (laughs) joke about that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's able to just like, the way that we just kind of joke about that, he tells me about, you know, all the off the field stuff, you know, spent some time with them down uh, in Vegas, went out there to go okay. spend some time with him and JJ during that Pro Bowl weekend and went to spend some time with them in California. He, he came down to my neck of the woods. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just, you know, we're just, we click. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most important part about how we complement each other is that we learn from each other. He knows that he's not going to try and hurdle a defender, but he still tries to learn, (laughs) you know, some of the hip stuff and and things that I do too. And then, you know, on my end of things, learning from him, there's so much to learn from him. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. We're excited for you. Excited for your new family. Congratulations and everything and best of luck this season. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being here. A big thank you to Alexander Madison, who waited a little bit longer to get to lunch so that he would talk to us, which I'm always so appreciative of because I know what a feeling. You're out at walkthrough. It's gross. You're sticky and sweaty. You want to eat. And then we're like, hey, you want to have a 15 minute conversation? I think he appreciated it also too of like having that conversation because he's like, dude, I'm not going to really eat much. I mean, players only that's get true. an hour. It's like a break snack, right? Day. Yeah. I guess I that's mean, what you call it. Get some fruit roll ups and a couple of oranges. That's a terrible combination if you ever have tried that. I have not Do tried guys, it. I don't, I've never seen a fruit roll up in the cafeteria. I've never seen it. I feel like they fruit. eat a little healthier. That's just the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> but they got like, they have the, uh, like the fruit bars and stuff like that too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's plenty of stuff like that. I, I just, I think with a guy like Alexander, you look at this and you say, They've only got an hour of their time. It's the middle of camp. You know, the last thing that they probably want to do is be able to talk to us. But for him, he was, like you said, very appreciative. It seemed like he was really engaged. And and he is that guy. It just feels like that is his personality. He's been that way since he walked in the door. He's been a great guy to talk to. And, you know, when, when we had the opportunity to talk to him, it's like, yeah, let's do that. He's got a lot of changes going on in his life. Uh, including, you know, not only personal life, but professional life. He's coming up on a contract year here. He knows that he, he addressed it. Yeah. And so for him, there's going to be a ton of motivation going into this year. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what he does. Yeah. I mean, you got guys like Kane Wangwu and uh, Ty Chandler at your heels, basically saying like, we want your role, man. Like it, it, I think obviously the competition makes the whole entire room better, but you know, he, he does have a lot to prove. And I think last year it really was good, his job, right? Like the backup role was his job. And this year, I think he has to work a little bit more, which is, I mean, he obviously welcomes the challenge. Yeah, he's going to have to play special teams. I know he's never really had a key role in that unit, but I believe that backup running back is going to have to be a key contributor on special teams, whether that's kickoff or that's punt team or punt return. It's going to be interesting to see how he adapts or whoever adapts to that position because Kane has the – I wouldn't say he's locked in as a kick returner, but it's probably you can probably pin that in. He's going to be a, a really good kick returner just based off of last year. So what does Madison do to separate himself from the bunch? We already know he's a proven running back in this league, but what can he do to elevate that game and then elevate his value in, in the other parts of 
this team. Recent example of a guy who was in his shoes uh, 2017 when we made that run to the NFC Championship, Jarek McKinnon. Mm. And we got to the end of the season with Jarek McKinnon. He was on a contract year. Man, he played like crazy, especially at the end, and he balled out and he had a role. And you've seen him from that point on. He got signed by the Niners to a nice contract. Uh, injury bug plagued him there at the Niners, but now he's in Kansas City and the same kind of thing. He knows his role. He knows what he's doing. And he's on a high-flying offense. Guy like Alexander Madison has a lot to prove and a lot on the line, not only personally but professionally, like I said earlier. And I think for him, it's going to be really fun because he's a guy that when he is motivated and it feels like he does get his opportunity, man, he definitely takes takes advantage of it. Uh, the amount of times we've seen a guy like him make a cut and try to hurdle a guy out in open space, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And that's the kind of stuff that stands out to you on film, especially if you're a coach. You realize this guy ain't going down easy. He's got a role, and he's going to do everything he can to fight for that extra yard. So I hope the guy has a great season I'm looking forward to watching it we always wish all of the players the best because they're just they seem to be just the great people that we are get to be around every day um you guys get to be around them at training camp now though training camp tickets are still on sale and there's still several practices that you could attend I don't know if you guys know this but on Saturday it's pet adoption day so not only do we get our favorite football team but there will be dogs nice maybe even cats I don't know nice. I can't confirm just pets just, is this pet you, adoption? You can adopt, you can I did not confirm with anyone if there are cats included. So if you're a cat lover, I'm not sure. But there will definitely be dogs. Bunny rabbits, maybe. Lizards. Well, don't show a Caleb Evans that there are bunny rabbits here. He may adopt another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be That's a really cool like, activation. I, I love wait. that. I love that. Could you imagine? Oh, here. Here you go, parents. Come out. Bring your kids to Vikings training camp and go home with a dog. I don't Man. think a lot of people say hey, that. Not, yeah, that's that's not uh that's not sellable. <laughs> like I, I that doesn't make me want to buy if I'm a parent. I'm like, no. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch though, because there's oh. this, just but here's the practice thing. or dogs in yes, in general. I really okay. I mean do the players get to see the pets too though? Because I know like they're all dog lovers. Oh that I would be so. the best feeling. That would be such a lift up. That's pressure though, man. Like mm. you just but you need more responsibility during <laughs> yeah, that's camp, pressure. right? That's what, to of, go out to see a like dog? Oh, no, they can't, no, they can't adopt them. No, I just want them to like play with them. I, I, I think. I mean, look, I don't have an open house. I don't have a spot on my <laughs> roster for another dog. So I'll go play with them. So it's like window shopping. Yeah, I think that, well, for me, okay. for sure. Yeah, no, we have a full house. Can't can't handle it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not bringing my wife to camp that day <laughs> there's going to be a dog walking in my house at the end of the day, yep. I know for yep. sure. But Come on, Jay. It is a cool thing. It is really fun, and it's kind of nice just to see them taking a swing at other stuff yeah. for activation-wise and, and looking outside the box on this. I think fans will really enjoy it. And if you need any more motivation to show up for camp on a Saturday, come, pet, come pet adoption day, for sure. Yeah, then on Monday, we've got the first night practice, and that's always a fun time. A padded practice at TCO Stadium, uh, full team autographs. I've heard, I've heard, word on the street is, because it's presented by Vizzy, they're two-for-one Vizzies. Oh, boy. So, you know, bring your kids or don't Things and are get a get babysitter. <laughs> Monday is not... So bring your kids to Monday's pet adoption day, day but Monday do not <laughs> let your kids watch the dog that you adopted on Monday. All I'm saying and drink is two for one visies. That's all. I'm, drink your you know, I'm told to promote these things. So. Hey, tasty on a, on a nice warm day. Visies going to go yeah, down real quick. Yeah, it's going to be nice because it will be it'll be <laughs> nighttime though. You line. know, hey, I love good. it. Visies going to go down real quick on a nice warm day at camp. It, oh, that's the thing. I love it. That's the best part about camp. It's super loose. It's super fun. You get to come hang out and watch football. It's like it's not serious. No, but that's the thing. Enjoy it. Yeah, Enjoy the, the summer. Line. Enjoy yeah. training camp because 
it, once camp is over, things get real serious real quick. Yeah. That's and, true. and and it's just like it turns into a much more serious game once the real season's going on because everything counts. Preseason wise, things are a little looser. You're trying different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even for the fans, things are it's still the summer. It's still fun. Kids don't have school yet. Yeah. Hold on. I, I, I need you to finish this line. Okay. Enjoy your summer Monday night with the. You just said it. I'm the, busy. <laughs> you were selling it. Like, I loved it. That was great. There you go. Uh, when this doesn't work out in this job, I can go be a salesman. I can tell you that. You could be a slogan writer. Guess I'm going to have to, uh, uh, I guess, what, bone up on their uh, their marketing guide at this point to figure out slogans and everything. There you go. But, hey, there you go. go try a busy. That's hilarious. That's great. I love it. Okay, hey, you know, I, I mean, just needed that. I, no, I don't know. That was great. No, no, it's all good. It's all fun. I mean, we're still having fun here and we will always have fun. Uh, we'll continue to have more fun next week when we do the next episode of this podcast. We have some exciting guests in store. And so just keep listening to this. Like, subscribe. Make sure you follow just so that you know whenever these new episodes drop. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Alexander Madison. And we hope to see you out here at training camp this week. 